From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Few Beers in a Shot. This is Juan. And this is Kyle. And today we are doing part two of our miniseries, with the conspiracy theories. Yes, and it will be the JFK assassination conspiracy theory. That will be the topic of today. Yes. Um, for this episode, we will be drinking Two-Hearted IPA, which is uh, named after the fishing waters in Michigan Upper Peninsula. So the UP for all those UP guys. Uh, Two-Hearted is an American IPA brewed and dry hopped with 100% Centennial Hops. Believed by longtime and new craft beer drinkers, Two-Hearted is an iconic ale that's perfect for any occasion. All right. And it's by what? Bell's Brewing? Yes. All right. I used to... I had Bell's Oberon. I've never had Two-Hearted Ale before. So. No? Maybe pop and that bad boy open? Yep. Let's see what it tastes let's like. Let's do it. Oh. Oh, these feel like they were... Uh, a little shook up. Yeah, well, they were rolling around. Uh, <laughs> no. How's since, that foam taste? Since nobody <laughs> can see us, we just, uh, uh, yeah, we got a nice little soak. Yeah, <laughs> nice little soak from the foam. But hey, you know, I like surprises. Uh, actually, not too bad. No, it's not. For it being a seven percenter, yeah, it has. It's not. It doesn't have that strong IPA kickback. Yeah, the yeah. hops is not overwhelming. No, it's not. Which is good. Um, I can definitely taste the citrus and the grapefruit. Yeah. I don't really, I, I don't taste the pine. A little bit. I can taste it a little well, bit. I, I taste foam. <laughs> well, wait till you dig into the actual beer. Yeah, well, no. we'll get right, there eventually. <laughs> I feel like right now we're just chewing on the foam still. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it, it just decided to come out and say hello as fast as possible. So. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... Uh, it's good tasting. I like it. I feel like I could do a couple, maybe two or three, before I kind of yeah when, need to switch gears. When it comes to the the IPA game, dude, I feel like one or two. I mean, you're 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 kind of testing it if you go for three. Yeah. On IPAs, because I feel like they can they can really sneak up and bite you, and yeah. then next thing you know, you're like, man, I don't I don't want to drink anymore. Uh, <laughs> I need something to eat. Yeah. And then you're you know then you're hurting yourself because then you got like heartburn because of the like acid. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I think it's one of those beers that, like you said, you could drink one, two, and if you really want to push it, three. Yes. But it's 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 more of like a, oh, you know, maybe I want to have a beer before, you know, I go to bed or I want to have, I mean, if you're into it, have it with your dinner or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely, you know, a one or two or just like you have one and then have a couple other beers and then come back to it later. Yeah. You know, that's another thing that I would probably do with this one. Sure. Now, the one we had last time. Uh, the space dust. The space dust. I could. That was really strong. That was a little too hoppy yeah. for my my tastes. <laughs> but this one is definitely with this one being an IPA, it is very toned down and actually more drinkable for my tastes. Well, it's an American IPA. It yeah. says so on the can. Well, the other one was clearly an American IPA too. Was, I'm just saying it says it on the can. It says we're on the we're going to be touching on the JFK assassination. I think it was kind of like a. Like a spot on yeah. kind of deal there, but okay. yeah. Well, 
So, since we're talking about the JFK assassination, I'll just give a little bit of backstory on it. Yes, go ahead. Uh, well, the assassination of JFK was on November 22nd in 1963 in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you know about it, but uh, he was traveling in a motorcade with an open-top limousine. Yes. Uh, when a man by the name of Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested for the murder of a Dallas policeman, uh, J.D. Tippett, and he was arraigned for that murder and the murder of JFK. So it was kind of weird. Um, do you know anything about like Lee Harvey Oswald and his backstory? I, I was reading a little bit about it. I, I know he was... Uh, they said he was he may have been involved with the KGB, and there was a whole lot. Like he was, uh, I think he was getting his Russian visa at the time or something like that. Well, well so he was he was in he was in the Marines. So he was in the Marines for a little bit, and then he he got released from the Marines, um, and he defected to the Soviet Union back yeah. in 1959, mm-hmm. uh, where he lived in uh, it's like Belarusia, so probably like what is now Belarus. I'm not going to be 100 percent sure. Yeah. Um, and he was married. He had a daughter, and then he came back to the U.S. in 1962, and he moved. To, he settled in Dallas, even though he was from. See where was he from? He was from New Orleans, so he was from New Orleans. Went to the Marines, got out of the Marines, defected to Russia, came mm-hmm. back, settled in Dallas. He had another kid, and then you know allegedly, he was the one who was in the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository, and shot Book Depository, Book Depository, yes, Book Depository, uh, and shot President Kennedy. Uh, with precision shots, three shots from, within six seconds. Yes, with a bolt action rifle uh, from one of the hardest angles possible. Right. And at a moving target. By the yes, way. at a moving target. And the best part about it is that the one uh, kill shot, I guess you could say, is with, from another angle. Well, if you look at the the the, the footage, the, the, the Zapruder film has been kind of. Uh, cleaned up a little bit over years because of you know digital technology, Enhance. and you were able to clearly see, you know, a front a frontal e- entrance to him, yeah. where you know they always said that he got shot in the back of the head, but it's yeah. it's clearly you could see a projectile coming straight towards angles. him, and his head, you know, you see it enter the front of the forehead, and just exit out the back well yeah i mean that's why they were uh was it jacqueline kennedy was picking up the the brain matter and all that stuff from the yes. trunk of the car yes so uh back to a little bit more on mr lee harvey oswald so oswald was charged with the assassination of kennedy but he denied responsibility for the killing claiming uh he was a patsy yes and then while he was claiming to be a patsy a couple days later, he was actually killed uh, at the Dallas police headquarters by a local nightclub slash possible mob connection, Jack Ruby. Mm-hmm. And it was a little weird that they kind of, uh, when they escorted him out of the Dallas headquarters, they kind of put him out there for everyone to see. Yeah, he had no protection. Like he had no protection and like every all the reporters were there and everybody was right up on him. Like they didn't have any really good security measures on him. Right. So I mean it kind of makes sense that maybe they're like, "All right, let's uh let's just get him killed and we're done. Boom, here we go." So, I mean, I know we're trying to we're going to try to spit out facts. Mhm. But I want your take. 
Do you think he was the only one? Do you think he was involved at all? Do you think he was a patsy? Do you think... Well, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? So, I mean, looking at, you know, I, I've watched movies, documentaries, I've done reading on it. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say that, I mean, was he part of it? I could feel like he was... Definitely involved. I think his role was to be the patsy slash diversion. Yeah. They were supposed to... He was making shots down at an impossible angle to draw people's attention to those shots yeah. so that the men closer on the ground could take the kill shots. Well, that's the messed up thing. Like Kennedy wanted that open top because he's like, I want the people to actually feel close mm-hmm. and whatnot. Because like, how are they going to get close if you got a moving car? Yeah, well, it's just a, instead of just him sitting in a closed top car and waving... Yeah. He's out there, you know, the people came to see him, so he wants to make sure that the people see him. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I kind of understand that. But, I mean, the, uh, it's, there are so many things that are involved in the Kennedy assassination. I mean, it goes back to where, like, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to. uh, Well, okay. So, let's talk about, you probably know more about his politics for that period of time. What was he doing that granted him getting assassinated? Well, so it kind of goes in line with him and his brother's assassination, like Robert. Yeah, when they when they both were in government, who was know, he was what second? Uh, he was attorney general. Attorney general, yeah, that's right. So their their big thing um, was going after organized crime, was putting more restrictions on, you know, CIA black ops type activity, and then he wanted to. Um, like s- kind of downsized the military industrial complex. Okay. So he wanted to change things and be more inclusive. And um, he was more progressive than more like an open door policy on things. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't like the fact that, you know, we were, we were doing black op type things. Cause he's like, no, that's, we shouldn't be doing that. Like, let's, you know, focus on more, you know, more important things. Mm-hmm. And he was just shaking, he was just shaking up, you know, the he was kicking the hornet's nest. Yeah. Basically. So and then a lot of people felt that he was, you know, he was a traitor because he didn't want he, it was just really weird, man. Like I to see a guy who, you know, he had some really good ideas, mm-hmm. but, you know, there was it was more of a conservative well not conservative. It was more of a right wing government that was at there at the time. And he was a he was a Democrat. Yeah. So he was kind of trying to be more liberal and progressive on things, and they didn't like that. Like to be able to to basically hold the FBI and the CIA accountable for their things, like because the CIA back then, dude, like did some shady shit. Still does. Well, and I mean they still do, but they had such they had free reign. Yeah. Like in, insane free reign to do anything and everything that they wanted. I mean they would recruit tons of people and just go and just like. You know, we were gonna we're gonna go destroy a whole village and then go do it. Yeah. And then even like the FBI back in those days, like there's a book that was written by FBI agents back in like the sixties and the seventies, like before they had um kind of like accountability for things where they would walk into places and just like, I want a sandwich and I'll take a sandwich and just walk out and I'd be like, Oh, are you gonna pay for that? He goes, No, I'm with the FBI. Yeah. And they would walk into people's houses without warrants and just do whatever they wanted. Like, they had complete free reign to do whatever they wanted. So it's basically like, uh, 
tyrannical kind of thing they were doing? No, no. They just, they were, they had free reign to do whatever they wanted. And he wanted them to have checks and balances and accountability and like, hey, you need to ask permission to do these kind or of things. Basically, I'm sorry. They were trying to follow basically like a dictatorship type thing. Like they were the, them as themselves. I, it wasn't even a dictatorship. They were just more or less like, like, hey, we want to go attack. I'm just throwing out a country. Like we want to go uh, help a a coup in South Venezuela. Africa, Venezuela. Whatever, yeah. We want to go down to Venezuela and cause a rebellion. Well, why, why would we do that? Well, if we do that, we can get this going. All right, cool. Let's go do it. And he'd go down there, send some... They'd, stir shit they'd up. Make, yeah, they'd stir shit up, start a, you know, a, a guerrilla war, and then it'd be, you know, that'd be their involvement in it. And then they would just come back and, like, type out, like, yeah, we went over there and uh, did some intelligence. I don't, and I don't that was it. go down a rabbit hole here, but that's kind of what happened with Vietnam, wasn't it? Uh, well, Vietnam was a fucking mess. Yeah. So Vietnam... That's what I'm saying. I don't want to go down that hole. Yeah, v- Vietnam was a mess even before... But it's like, that's something we didn't need to get involved in. Well, no, but history repeated itself uh, with Vietnam because it was colonized by the French. Mm -hmm. And when the French were there, they had their own version of Vietnam. Yeah. And they lost everything and they had to leave. And then we go there like, I think, 10 years later and the same fucking thing happens. Yeah. So it's just, it was, (sighs) there's just certain things that you shouldn't do. You well, know. I mean, I know JFK, he was like, uh, I mean, at that time there was a civil rights, there was a civil rights movement. Well, yeah, and he was very, he, he was, was very for, for civil rights. Like yeah. him and there's a connection between him and Martin Luther King Jr. Right. getting assassinated. That's why, yeah. uh, that's what I'm looking at right now over here. And oh, did you know that Lee Harvey Oswald, like before the thing happened, I guess he was in Mexico or whatever and... I don't know what he was asking or what the plans were or how they figured out, but the Mexican president called the U.S. and said, like, hey, you need to look out for this fucking guy because yeah. he's going to do, uh, he's planning something. Yep. Yeah, I mean, here. That was something that was kind of caught my attention, being Mexican and all. Well, dude, and there was always been, like, oh, there's always been talks or even kind of, like, counterintelligent missions down in Mexico to either cause uprisings or everything else. Like mm-hmm. everybody, like, especially back in those days, everybody had their hands in everything. Yeah. You know, everybody was, we had, we had operatives all over the world trying to do shit, you know, and, and every other country had operatives here doing yeah. shit too. I mean, it's crazy. The, the amount of spy work in like espionage and counter espionage that's been going on. Probably since, uh, you know, the end of World War One, to even to present day. So, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty interesting shit. Yeah. So here, let me get a little bit more into Oswald returning to the United States. Okay. So, um, in his diary in 1961, he wrote, I'm starting to reconsider my desire about staying in the Soviet Union. The work is drab. The money I get has nowhere to, to be spent. No nightclubs or bowling alleys. No places of recreation except the trade union dances. I have had enough. Shortly afterwards, Oswald, who had never formally renounced his U.S. citizenship, wrote to the U.S. Embassy in the United, of the United States in Moscow requesting the return uh, of his American passport and proposing to return to the U.S. Um, if any charges against him would be dropped. And then he met with he met his wife 
a 19-year-old pharmacology student. They married six weeks later. They had their first child like a year, like nine months later after that. And then he returned to the U.S. and he was given reparations on a loan for $435.71. So, and then it was just like he came back and nobody really cared. And then he settled in Dallas, Fort Worth area where his mother and brother lived. And he began a manuscript of Soviet life. And he then he gave up on the project. He wanted to write how living in a communist country was and living in Soviet Russia, like how it probably sucked. But then he just gave up on it. Mm. Um, and then he was hired by a welding company. He was a sheet metal worker. Uh, let's see what else. He, he started working for a graphic arts firm. And then uh, he, that's, that's kind of weird. I didn't know that. Um, and then he started doing like Russian uh, graphic arts, the graphic arts thing. That's what yeah, you yeah, that's a little that threw me off. But uh, that's funny. Hitler, Hitler was, was an artist. artist. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So he comes back to Texas and doesn't have the the most you know awesome life. Yeah. You know he uh, he befriended uh, these people, uh, the pains. Uh, the wife was a Quaker who was trying to learn Russian and her husband was actually a worker for Bell Helicopter and Bell Helicopter has like CIA and Black Op connections uh, for contracts and stuff so that's kind of interesting yeah. um, and then in 63 he purchased a, a rifle the rifle for like 30 bucks um, and then he tried to assassinate a US Major General Edwin Walker uh, in April 10th in 1963, supposedly, uh, he fired this this rifle of, uh, less than 100 feet away from Walker at a who sat at a desk in his Dallas home. Uh, the bullet struck the window frame, and Walker's only injuries were bullet fragments to the forearm. So, how many days after the uh, assassination of JFK was Lee Harvey Oswald was killed, assassinated? Uh, well, let's see. He was arrested the day of, and he died two days later. Two days. Yeah, so the assassination was on November 22nd, and he died November 24th at the age of 24. Damn. So, yeah, they and they found him. You know, he allegedly did the shooting, um, left, I believe, and he then killed a Dallas police officer who was trying to stop him and then he made his way to a movie theater uh, to where they locked down the movie theater and they found him and took him into custody Mm. and charged him with uh, the murder but I mean there's so many different like like well there's the whole thing with the grassy knoll yeah so I mean you got there's a lot of inconsistencies to what actually happened with Mm. you know the assassination so, I mean, you have multiple witnesses who are saying they heard more than, you know, three shots. Some said they heard, you know, they seen people running with guns. You know, like they, they it's it's crazy how they, there's just all these other people, you know, said this. Yeah. So, let me see, where was the... So I saw the interview with uh, Cliff Hill. I know there's a whole, like an hour's uh, interview with him. I saw like a 15-minute clip. About the whole thing, how he was in the riding in the car behind. I think he was on the on the driver's side, on the left side. He said, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, he talks about how he was, uh, you know, turning 
you know, kind of scoping, surveying the area, and he turned as he heard the gunshot, and he just saw, and like from there it was a like, boom. He bolted, but the other two shots, I guess, were, you know, shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here, we'll, um, I'll read on some stuff that was like um, ignored testimonies uh, when they did this. So after after everything was said and done, uh, Kennedy's assassinated, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is arrested and ultimately killed. There was a Warren Commission that was set up. And the Warren Commission was put together to basically get all the facts together on the assassination to see, you know, if he was the only person involved in it, if there was other people that were in it. And during this Warren Commission, there was a lot of uh, inconsistencies. So, like one, there was a, there was an ignored there was a couple ignored testimonies. Um, this guy Josiah Thompson stated that the commission ignored the testimony of seven eyewitnesses who said they saw smoke in the vicinity of the grassy knoll at the time of the assassination, and as well as an eighth witness who said he smelled gunpowder. Uh, Jim Mars wrote that the commission did not seek the testimony of eyewitnesses on the triple underpass whose statements pointed to a shooter on the grassy knoll. And then you have uh, confiscated film and photographs. Um, in 1978, Gordon Arnold told the Dallas Morning News that he had filmed the assassination from the grassy knoll and that he gave the film to a policeman who was waving a shotgun. Arnold said that he had been afraid to report the incident due to claims of peculiar deaths of witnesses in the assassination. Ten years later, he told producers of for Nigel Turner's The Man Who Killed Kennedy that the film was taken from him. Uh, another witness, identified as Beverly Oliver, came forward in 1970 and said that the babushka lady who was seen in the Zapruder film filming the motorcade. She also said at, after the assassination, she was contacted at work by two men whom she thought were either FBI or Secret Service agents. According to Oliver, the men told her that they wanted to take her film, have it developed, and return it to her within 10 days. The agents took her film, but never returned it. And then you get a lot of withheld uh, documents. That, that wasn't the lady that took the picture right at that moment, was it? Uh, I know she was right on the sidewalk when it happened. Yeah, oh. she was the one, the babushka lady, the one with the, the head thing. No, yeah, I know what a babushka is. I'm just saying that wasn't she wasn't the one that took the picture right as the gunshot went off. Yeah. Uh, was she? I think so. Beverly. Yes. Beverly. Beverly Oliver. Okay, it might be because I I saw an interview I think with her too, and she was taking a picture of her kid because her kid wanted to go to Dealey Plaza. To see the president, and she's like, "Well, no, you got to go to school, but I'll take a picture for you." Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that she took the picture right as you know, the president was getting done in. Yep, and then there do like the photographs of uh, Lee Harvey Oswald holding the murder weapon, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, you oh, can, the alleged photograph, the photo where it's like there's one source of light and the shadows all messed up. And I, I, I was watching on something on that. They said that's. I mean, it was. It was legit. It's a legit photo. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because there's a whole bunch of controversy around that photo, like you said, because the lighting, the posture, the rifle, how sometimes it has a scope, sometimes it doesn't. Yep. But that was edited through whatever um, media it was being put out through, like whatever newspaper or magazine have you, like Lifetime or Life Magazine had uh, their 
version of it. You know, maybe the newspaper in Dallas had theirs, and they they cropped the scope out. Yeah. But um, like in current time, you know, we have the technology. They they mocked it up because they said like you could look like there was uh, four inconsistencies with that photo. One was the jawline. Mm-hmm. One was the uh, posture, the shadows, and then there was the uh, the scope. And it, oh, was there one more? I think the scope wasn't one of them because they said the scope was like they could put it in or out. It didn't yeah. matter. But yeah, definitely the jawline, the uh, the shadow was one. But they 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 retry to do the photo a bunch of times when they're like, oh, it fits, because they didn't know what time of day it was. They're like, it's either morning or late afternoon. And they were saying, like, uh, the shadow underneath his nose. They are like, oh, that's, like, clearly, like, a noon-type shadow. But the, And then they reenacted it, or they made a... They mocked it up, where they made, like, a dummy, computer-wise, you know, computer-generated, yeah. with the posture, the rifle, the lighting source, whatever. And it was completely recreated, just like the photo. Hmm. So, like, the lighting might have affected the jawline to look different, too. It was, it was yeah, because like Oswald said, like that wasn't me. That picture somebody put my face on it. It's somebody else. Because it just so happened that he has a picture with a murder weapon. But yeah. I mean, it's all you know controversy. Yeah, you, you don't really know. It could have been, but I mean, how do you doctor a picture so well in 1963? Well, I mean that, but that's a thing. Like you know, they could have staged. Or they could have found somebody that looked just like them. Stage yep, it. too, yeah. you know. And who knows back then, you know, like prosthetics that they had, you know. Yeah. The government only releases so many things where it's like, you know, at that time it could have been considered, wow, and it says this is cutting edge stuff and people just believed it, you yeah. know. Like, but, like I'm just looking up right now because I, I was reading another article about, like, people connected to the, uh, Can- the Kennedy assassination that just had, like, mysterious deaths. Oh really? So I mean, dude, there's there's quite a few people, um, and I'll just hit on a few of them. Like there's a guy Grant Stockdale, uh, a close friend of JFK, died second uh, of December 1963 when he fell or was pushed from his office on the 13th story of the Dupont Building in Miami. In Miami, uh, Stockdale did not leave a suicide note, but his friends George Smathers claims that he had become depressed as a result of the death of the president. However, it later became known that four days after the assassination, Stockdale flew to Washington and talked with Robert Kennedy and Edward Kennedy. On his return, Stockdale told several of his friends that the world was closing in, and on December 1st, he spoke to his attorney, William Freights, who later recalled, he started talking, it didn't make much sense, he said something about those guys trying to get him, then about the assassination. So, okay, so here's the picture I was telling you about pretty wild some the controversy of over photo of Lehigh <coughs> settling the controversy but yeah here it is um, he had a hip gun which looks like a revolver um, he's got the rifle with the scope how he's holding it and it is a weird pose but mm-hmm. I mean I guess it's valid um, and it is a little weird when you look at like his shadow on the ground, but then, like, the shadow above him looks weird, too. What shadow above him? Like, right by his head. Up right here? Over, over to the right. right? No, like, this board, like, in there. like. Oh, yeah. That yeah. looks weird, too, you know? Yeah, you got um, shade on different angles. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's. I mean, but that's one of those things. And then here it is. They they rendered a 3D model to see if like um, it was doctored the way he was posed. And then there's a jawline. I don't know what the hell that is. I think it's a newspaper that he's holding. Yeah, I think he had the newspaper in his hand. That's a weird picture. Yeah. Like here, like like there's another group of people. Like there was a so the attorney Jim Garrison who mm-hmm. kind of brought up a case showing that you know the assassination clearly happened by more than one person. Uh, he had a few people of interest: uh, Guy Bannister, David Ferry, and Elodio Del Valle. Um, all as you know, key possible people who were in charge, like involved, because they had CIA connections and everything else. All three of them died before they were brought to court, and it was like two of them died in February of '67, and one died in June of '64. And it was weird because as soon as they were kind of contacted by Jim Garrison, like shit got fucked up. And actually, Jim Jim Garrison's probably even like was lucky to be alive through all this because they tried I'm pretty sure they tried going after him and his family mm. to get him to stop because he was uncovering a lot of things. Yeah. You know. And it's pretty crazy stuff, man. Like just with I don't know, the evidence that's out there now. Yeah. Like the magic bullet theory. Like I <laughs> like I've seen bullets do some weird things. But like the uh, like I don't see it defying physics. Like, there there was just some things where it... Here, let me get... I want to get the whole... The whole explanation. I'm going to read this uh, article from November 2nd. I think it's... American awaits Soviet word. Moscow, November 2nd, UPI. Lee Harvey Oswald shut himself in his hotel room today to await a decision on his request... For Soviet citizenship, Mr. Oswald, a former Marine from Fort Worth, Texas, turned in his American passport to the United States Embassy here last weekend. Quote, I am awaiting a reply from the presidium presidium of the Supreme Soviet on my application for the citizenship, and I have nothing to say meanwhile. End quote. He said over the phone. So he talked to somebody or some reporter over the phone, I guess. This was on November 2nd when he uh, did this. So, 20 days before the event, let's say. All right, so let me get to this because this is uh, theorized path of the bullet. Uh, let me look it up. Magic bullet. Well, here, I, I can read the whole thing. It's pretty long. So, uh. so here we go. So the theory theorized path of bullet CE-399. The following description assumes that the bullet CE-399 hit high at the sixth cervical vertebrae rather than the third thoracic vertebrae. The 6.5 millimeter 161 grain round nose military style full metal jacket round was manufactured by the Western Cartridge Company and later stored nearly whole in the U.S. National Archives, was first theorized by the Warren Commission to have ballistically arced very slightly while traveling 189 feet in a downward net angle of 19 degrees, allowing for the 3 degrees downward slope of Elm Street. After initial supersonic rifle exit muzzle velocity of 1,800 feet to 2,000 feet per second, 
then entered Kennedy's rear suit coat at around 1,700 feet per second. It then impacted, impacted and entered Kennedy two inches to the right of his spine, creating a wound documented size of four millimeters by seven millimeters in the rear of his upper back with red to brown to black area of the skin surrounding the wound, forming what is called an abrasion collar. The abrasion collar was caused by the bullets scraping the margins of the skin on penetration and is characteristic of gunshot wound of entrance. This abrasion collar was photographically documented to be larger at the lower margin half of the wound, which is strong evidence that the bullet's long axis orientated or orientation at the instant of penetration was slightly upward in relation to the plane of the skin immediately surrounding the wound. However, the skin of Kennedy's upper back slopes inward. In the Croft photo taken at the Zapruder frame 162, shortly before Kennedy was hit, shows President slumped forward. Yeah. This suggests that the shooting position above and to the rear of Kennedy was possible for this one particular shot. Yeah. So then, that bullet, after doing that, damaged the President's front thoracic vertebrae. This is a debate whether the bullet itself struck the vertebrae and caused the damage or whether pressure cavity was a pressure cavity wave created by the bullet's passage was responsible. So then it passed through his neck and then there was a bruise at the apex of the right lung in the region where it rises above the clavicle and noted that although the apex of the right lung and the peridial pleural membrane over it had been bruised, they were not penetrated. This is consistent with a bullet passing through the neck immediately over the top tip of the right lung causing bruising to both pleural membrane and apex of the lung, but without penetrating the thoracic cavity or the lung beneath. So now, after passing through the neck, the bullet exited Kennedy's throat at the center line below the president's Adam's apple. And then within three hours of the assassination, the neck frontal wound was described in an afternoon press conference by Parkland Trauma Room number 1 emergency physician Dr. Malcolm Perry, and he had said that the, the frontal throat wound has been the entrance wound. Dr. Perry stated the neck frontal wound appeared to be an entrance wound three times during his press conference. However, medical researchers found out that ER doctors frequently make mistakes with regards to entrance and exit wounds. And both Perry and Dr. Carrico, the other attending ER doctor, later testified at the Warren hearing that the full metal jacket wound in the front of the throat could have been either an entrance or exit wound. So there's kind of, that's where you kind of look at, well, you kept on saying that it was an entrance wound, yeah. but now all of a sudden it could be either one. Hmm. Well, look at this. You can you see this picture right here. It says where all three shots came from. Well, here, we still do. There's still way too much about this yeah, magic but, bullet theory. But look at here. So you got the and this this uh the first shot the one you were describing aligns with what Cliff Hill says because mm-hmm. he said the first thing he saw was uh the president grab his throat and yeah. kind of slouch down like go you know in forward holding his neck yep so then you got the second shot which I don't know where it came from well the second shot I when if you look at it it, it looks like it comes from the front yeah because the governor gets shot yeah because the governor gets shot too yeah so I mean. He's getting shot, and if he's getting, if they're shooting from behind, Kennedy would still be taking some of those rounds when 
he gets shot and like especially if it's one's an coming angle. one's coming forward and hits him like in the shoulder or like I think it was his clavicle or yeah. or something with his wrist and then that's the third shot that was the the coup de gras yeah that just completely destroyed his face not just his face but well yeah that's but, the I mean, one where afterwards you see uh yeah there it is Jackie Kennedy going so here's the thing. How does... So she went over the trunk to pick up, you know, the mole. Mm-hmm. And if the shots are coming from behind, how are they flying back? Well, uh, well, th- and that was a big thing that during... Um, with, uh, with uh, Jim Garrison, when he was talking about it, especially where... If Kennedy, if the shooter was only going from shooting from behind him, why was it that when he got shot on that last shot, yeah, it goes forward and he goes back and to the left, yeah, because from what it sounds like, the way that the shooting would be, he's shooting at him from the right, front right, like no, no, I'm talking about the Lee Harvey Oswald thing, yeah, was behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would, should go. So that last he should go, shot was. He should go down and to the left. Yeah. But he goes back, back into the, the right, right, which would be more which, consistent with a frontal shot, which would be like the grassy knoll. Right. Area. So the front shot was probably Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald, which was the next shot that kind of sloped him forward. And then the other two shots came from, you know, different shooters. Yeah. That would be what I would theorize. Or there was a shooter above Oswald, another floor. Maybe. I mean, that's why they do so much uh, coverage now when they, like, hey, close window. Like, well, that's wanna... why, yeah, you don't have open windows, and there was open windows. and Right. You know, there was uh, some. Yeah, that's why nowadays there's so much scrutiny. Like, oh, you know, certain person, person of importance, because it doesn't necessarily just have to be the president. It could be you know, the Pope or whoever, they're going to fucking scout the area out and be like, yep. Like, um, I don't know. Um, there's so many movie references to that. Like you, you could go back and see, I don't know if you ever saw the movie shooter, the Mark Wahlberg one where he's, I saw part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah. From a mile away. Mm -hmm. And, um, obviously that's Hollywood eyes and there's no fucking way, but you know, these guys were, what, how many yards away? Not even a hundred yards. No, not even. Exactly. The the thing is like, um, is there some sort of mention about Lee Harvey Oswald being like a, a specialized marksman sharpshooter? No, his... he was just he just had basic commendations, yeah. you know. Yeah. So for him to get sound six rounds off or <laughs> three were... rounds off in six seconds from different angles is kind of like fucking yep. way out. And there. and they, I mean they even had like top. Like marksmen try to do, yeah, with that right, with action, that rifle, with that rifle, rifle, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, and it's like they're, and that was one of the things they brought up because that's a bolt action, right? Yeah, that was one thing they brought up. Like, so this guy, who was just a regular Joe schmo in military, <laughs> that Soviet training did so much better than their top trained fucking sharpshooters to shoot rack, shoot rack, shoot. Yeah, like yeah, it just it made no sense, dude. I mean, and even, like, getting back to, like, how many shots were fired, mm-hmm. they had over 121 witnesses that 
were interviewed about the assassination. And 51 of them indicated that the shots that killed Kennedy from the grassy knoll, while 32 said shots originated from the book depository. And then in 1967, this guy, Josiah Thompson, examined the statements of 64 witnesses and concluded that 33 of them thought that the shots emanated from the grassy knoll. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, how are all these people... Like, the only thing I can think of is just the echo and the sounds bouncing off the walls. Yeah. But, like, there was people seen, you know, running. There was people seen confiscating things. There was a whole bunch of, you know, quote-unquote G-men, you know, suits asking people for their shit. Like, it, it just it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Well, that's why it's a conspiracy. Still out there. You know, oh, yeah, that, those documents were supposed to be released released in Obama Trump, and Obama. Uh-uh. No, it was Obama. That was Trumpy. I pushed him back. No, it was those documents were set up to be declassified during the Obama administration, and he pushed it back. Oh, because they want to make sure that every single person that was involved in this is dead. This is the lady that took the picture. I don't know. Does it say her name? It just says woman. <laughs> yeah, no, but she's the one I saw in the interview, and there it is. That's the picture right there. As and she, this was supposed to be the first shot, and the, there he is slouching over mm-hmm. by Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, the first shot comes down, and that's woman. why he's slumped forward. Yeah, and look at woman who took grassy knoll photo recalls moment JFK was shot. Mm-hmm. That is fucking crazy, dude. Well, yeah. If you just go here, go to go to YouTube and just put in the the video, the Zapruder film that's like remastered. You see it. He goes, Ugh, and then he's just sitting there like this. Yeah. And then you see when the governor gets shot, and you're like, okay, that one clearly didn't come from behind him. Yeah. And then the other one just, you just. Well, the, you the, that, the, I thought that last one came from like the side because like. Well, the front one. Or frontish. So left. so like if if you're looking at me. Yeah. It comes from that side. Like it comes this way. This no, no, no. This oh, way. From, the, from okay. there, because you go back and this way. Yeah. This way being your left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it it all ended up on the uh, the trunk of the car. That's crazy, dude. That she went back up to pick up all the brain matter. I mean. Well, I mean, she didn't know what else to do. She yeah. freaked out, you know. No, um, no, no. I mean, I, I totally understand the reaction. It's just. That's bananas, dude. She she was right next to him. And she was unscathed. Yep. Well, other physically. The, yeah, other than But the I'm sure she had a experience. lot of mental anguish on what uh, came about of it. I mean. Well, even then, like, um, the aftermath of it was uh, they took him to the uh, ER and nobody was waiting for them. No. Which is beyond me. But once they got him in, because they got him and the governor in. For treatment, and um, uh, I mean, they they walked in. They're getting their uh, they're taking Amanda. She's she did uh, according to Cliff Hill. She didn't want anybody to see him. Yeah, she had him covered up in like her coat or whatever. And then once he or she was like holding him or something, and then he put his coat over it so nobody would see him until they brought him in. And then the doctors looked at him. And they're like. But they were they were saying he was still breathing, and mm. I don't know if it was like a late reaction. But I mean, know. it could have been just like yeah, what like was just, left. Yeah, like the last. You know. Yeah, but um, so after that, I guess 
um, they had to call, you know, um, his brother. Mm-hmm. Well, what they the, did right away is once this all happened, they called, they called Washington. Yeah. To then swear in, yeah, Lyndon but, Johnson because yeah. they had to swear him, and he got he got sworn in on a plane. Yeah. Because you know he's now the one. Yeah, the vice president. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, he's now time. president. Yeah, but they what before that? Well, I mean, I don't know because I wasn't there, but the alleged thing was he had to call his brother, and uh, Robert was like, "How bad is it?" And. uh Cliff Hill was like, it's as bad as it can be. Yep. And I guess he just hung up, and that was it. And then uh, when they were trying to transport him to Washington, because they were like, well, he's he's dead, you know. We got to get him back to Washington for whatever they need to do. Um, The doctors were like, oh, yeah, no, he, he can't go. We need an autopsy. Mm-hmm. Like, really? You need an autopsy? You, you don't see why he died? <laughs> well, and then and that's another thing that comes up is like the the size of the wounds changed, like the exit wounds were were different sizes than what were initially reported. Yeah, and then so it, it's just they they use the term of you know it's an autopsy. I feel like to you know either manipulate evidence or just change it, like you know. And then all of a sudden, the bullet, the magic bullet, was fucking found at the hospital, intact. Yeah. Like, that's another thing. It's just like, how how the fuck does all this shit go on? And everybody who showed up at the hospital was either some kind of military or federal government or something. Like, all these fucking assholes just, like, show up. And nobody's asking for ID because, like, shit, the president just got shot. We don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, we have to go all over the place. And everybody's going around like crazy. So, I mean, it's just, it was all chaotic. Yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty chaotic. I mean, and he and he got word. he got assassinated because he was you know ruffling feathers and trying to make change. Yeah, you know, I mean, he and then he was completely against the the Bay of Pigs situation. Like he threw the CIA under the bus for that. Yeah, and he hated that because I mean that was a whole fucking debacle. You know, they left them to fucking dry out on the fucking beach. But I mean, that's a whole other thing. They they fucked that up bad. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's, I, I hope they release the, the, documents and all that stuff so we could dig into that. But. Um, they'll be re- like I said, they'll be released once every single person who had a hand in it is gone. Because then nobody can be held accountable for it because everybody's dead. Wouldn't it be messed up if we actually found out that there is a magic bullet and magic is real? Like in the Chappelle sketch, I just <laughs> that does not seem plausible to me in this in this regard, dude. Of course, smoke and mirrors, you know? which is exactly what happened here. It's smoke like, and mirrors. Oh, well, and it, and it's the thing. Like back in this period of time, everyone believed what the government told them. Yeah, you know, everybody had complete faith in the government because why would the government lie? Right. You know, so this was the the biggest fucking. The, they pulled the wool over everybody's eyes on this one. And we're like dangling shiny things over here, like oh look over here, don't worry about what's going over there. Like, well, the, it's not just that. Like he was, uh, there was the Cuban Missile Crisis at mm-hmm. that, like before that. Yep. Which practically uh, averted World War Three. Yep. Which is great because I mean the world had just come out of World War Two. What like fifteen years prior? Yeah, approximately a little bit. I mean a little bit longer, but it was still during. Well, it was all still during the Cold War with Russia and. Cuba. You 
Well, no, Cuba. Well, well the, Cuba the, was the the placement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it was all yeah, like so many things were going on at that time. Yeah. You know, and like I said, it goes back to the mob's influence. You know, you had the CIA, the FBI. You had everybody having their hands in it. Like it's just crazy, dude. That too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, and they all had. There was so many people that had just. They had free reign with no, nobody to you know help make them be held accountable. Right. You know, like you know, honestly, like if so, like when it comes to being like, like spies and everything else, like if you wanted to be a CIA operative, like that was the time period. Yeah. To work for the CIA because it was no hold, no holds barred. Do what you want yeah, to do to get fuck it done. You badge. Yeah. 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 Like they would go in and just. It wasn't fuck you money. It's fuck you badge. And the crazy thing is that, you know, when the CIA was put together, they are, they weren't allowed to operate within the United States. They're not allowed to operate within yeah. the United States because they're a foreign intelligence mm-hmm. gathering agency. Yeah. So they have no jurisdiction within the U.S. and they're not supposed to be here. But, I mean, they have offices all over the place. I mean, they have an office in Chicago. Yeah. They have an office in every major city, but they're not supposed to. Yeah. But they do anyway because it's just what they do. Like, the FBI has the jurisdiction within the United States and abroad, but they are the intelligence agency for... Foreign. No, no. For... FBI is for... Oh, foreign is domestic. For... Foreign is... Dom... The FBI is domestic intelligence. Yeah. Sorry. CIA <laughs> is foreign dom... intelligence. Yeah. And then you got the NSA. NSA just watches everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're listening to us right now. Probably. There's somebody there's somebody in Maryland listening to us cuz the supercomputer clipped on one of our words and now it's recording everything we're saying. Probably cuz we said president a lot. Yes, you said president, Kennedy, and assassination. Yeah. And it all You just had to key out. those three words together. I feel like some motherfucker's going to come knocking on the door right now. Hey. Well, they'll be knocking on your door, not mine, so. Fuck you. Cuz that's where we're at. <laughs> we're at your place, not mine. I'm just gonna point the finger and be like, "This guy said it." I didn't say anything <laughs> bad, man. I was. I just... know, I know, I know. It's crazy though. I wonder what the response time is on that. Uh, well, it depends. Well, I, I should and it, and it, I should it, wonder what us talking about. I'm just and then it talks you know. about like you know with with the credibility of what's going on. Like the 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 one thing that sets off the warning is has a certain there's a certain for- formula that you have to say into the either a, a recording. Or a phone conversation, or yeah. trigger that. But yeah, like there's that has nothing words, to do. That has nothing which I'm to not going to say. That has nothing to do with our conversation on the conspiracy theory of. No, we're just theorizing. You know, we're, you know, doing research that's clearly out there. Yep. But I mean, so here, like, I'll just touch on this real quick because I think it's pretty interesting. Mm. So, like, conspiracy theories um, consider like four or five groups alone or in combination to be the primary suspects in the assassination of JFK. You have the CIA, uh, the military industrial complex, uh, organized crimes like the mob. You have the Cuban government and Cuban exiles. And then there was other domestic individuals, groups or organizations implicated in various conspiracy theories, including, you know, the president Lyndon B. Johnson, um, Old Man Bush, who was working for the CIA at the time. Uh, Sam Giancana, which George was... George Bush Sr.? Yeah. Okay. Old Man George Bush was head of the CIA. Yeah. Well, he worked for the CIA at that time, but then he became head of the CIA before he became president. Gotcha. Uh, Sam Giancana, which was a mob boss. 
uh, Carlos Marcelo. I don't know who he is. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover, he was the head of the FBI. Uh, Earl Warren, part of the Warren Commission. Uh, the FBI, the U.S. Secret Service, and the John Birch Society, and the far-right wealthy Texans. Some other alleged foreign conspirators include KGB, uh, President of the uh, Soviet Union, Nikita Khrushchev, uh, Aristotle Onassis, uh, the government of South Vietnam, so and international drug lords, including a French heroin syndicate. So that's I mean, the list of people who could have been involved. These are this is a group of people that either acted alone or Persons in combination yeah. to this. Persons of interest. Yes. So I mean, and it and it's and I feel like this one's not so. <laughs> that was another one that decided to explode on you. I like how you had that delay reaction, like, "Oh, this one is it for me." I guess it was foamy. <laughs> Jesus, man, what's wrong with these beers? I don't know. But yeah, dude, so, I mean, there was a lot of people that had alleged connections. I mean, even Woody Harrelson's dad. Oh, yeah, he was an alleged uh, spy or something. Well, no, he was a hitman. Well, whatever. He was an assassin. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. And he was a suspect in this when they were putting together the, you know, the possibilities of other shooters. That's pretty crazy, man. Yep. But, I mean, so, I mean, you got, like, you know, and then touching on, like, the, and then you go into the New Orleans conspiracy theory, which was based on, well, what that whole incident was the basis for Oliver Stone's movie JFK. Yeah. To where the, basically, the whole plan was led through Louisiana, through New Orleans, because there was a, there was a CIA, um, post there there was a lot of cuban refugees and cuban like paramilitary um operatives that were there and they were funding covert operations through louisiana and lee harvey oswald was at was in new orleans and he met at this place it was called 554 camp street in new orleans uh where he was there a former fbi agent was there um a couple uh, rebels and a cia informant all were there in the summer of 1963, and he feels like that's where they planned the Kennedy assassination. And it goes deeper and deeper, dude. Like it, it's crazy. And then you got, you know, you have people named David Ferry who was involved in it, who worked for the New Orleans Civil Air Patrol. And then you have just just tons and tons of people. The oh, that's who Carlos Marcelo Marcelo was. He was he was a New Orleans mafia boss. Hmm. And he was they were planning on trying to get him deported to Guatemala so that was one of the reasons why he was involved in it and then just tons of pro Castro people were all involved so I mean it's crazy dude like so many so many different avenues that you can go on to with this yeah you know but I mean ultimately like what do you think like if you could if you could say what you think it was like what do you think it was uh, choosing from that list or just, just in general? Just like what you think. I think it was Meryl Monroe's boyfriend or ex or whatever. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio? No. Her agent, whatever. Well, no, Joe DiMaggio was her ex. Yeah. The baseball player. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't think Joe DiMaggio did it. But, <clears throat> I mean, there was a lot of stuff rolled into that with his whole... 
alleged or not alleged affair with Marilyn Monroe. Oh, come but, on, dude. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what happened. Come on, there ain't no... Um, I, I, I'm not trying to be no, you that, know, anything other than saying there was not alleged on that. Like, <laughs> she was all like, hey, because she was banging him and Robert. Yeah. There was... um, I don't know. Me personally, I think it, uh, it had to be the three shooters. Um, One of them got caught. You know, the Harvey Oswald... No magic bullet. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to go with the facts. What we do know until mm-hmm. they tell us, you know, magic is real. And there was a bullet that did all the damage. Um, yeah, three shooters. Who knows where the other two came from? Obviously, his politics, you know, rubbed people the wrong way. Yes. A lot. Uh, well, let's just say people in power. Because, you know, the everyday American wants to know. What's going on? You know, why Why is the government doing this? Blah, blah, blah. But, um, I don't know. I think it, uh, that's one of those things where it's like, are we ready to know everything that's out there, though? That, that's my thing. Well, I feel like in regards to this topic, I yeah. feel like, yeah. You well, know, but I think, but I think it would also. But I'm, go- I'm going as far as his politics, like what he's doing, getting everything out there, because like if he if he was able to accomplish what he wanted to do was like we're gonna let everybody know what the CIA is doing. Mm-hmm. CIA be like, well, no, you're compromising us, and we're gonna get a lot of people killed or well, it wasn't, our guys. It, re- it really wasn't and letting them. One it, of the things. it wasn't really letting them know everything that they were doing. It was on, keeping. It was keeping them kind of accountable for what they were doing, okay. and and being like, all right, look. If you're going to do X, Y, Z operations, we need to know so we can give you approval on what you can and can't do. Because for there was such a long time before he was president, they, they were they were just doing whatever, whatever they, they wanted, wanted to yeah. do, you know. So, so how does it work now? Yay! I got on my computer. Oh, that's not good. And all over my pants, man. <laughs> Well, at least you didn't get a, get the whole, it's not foam. Oh. Yeah, I was still <laughs> expecting foam to come out. Yeah. I saw um, you tapping it, but I don't know why they're so foamy, dude. Ugh, does not taste good off of a computer. Ugh. No. But, uh, I don't know. With, like, so I feel, at least like what, from everything that I've seen, you have to be pretty, pretty stupid to think that, there was only one shooter involved in this whole situation. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like if you say, there's no way that anybody other than Lee Harvey Oswald was involved. It's like, no, there, there's no way that one single person was just like, I'm going to do this today. Three shots with a bolt-action rifle. Yeah. From one position and get three different angles, yep. you know, and then... And then the best part about it is like you don't you wouldn't wipe off your gun or stash it in a better spot. You know, like and then and then to just be in a fucking movie theater watching a movie. Well, I, I think like I think with that part, so I think like I think I, I believe that there is some truth to what he said that he was the patsy. Well so I'm gonna I wanna give yeah. you my theory on it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So I feel like so he he defected to Russia to learn shit from the KGB 
I feel like he was recruited by the CIA to be defected. Like, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to defect, see how far you can get involved in the Russian and Soviet politics or way of life, so whatever like you a, can do. Like a triple agent. No, almost. just a double agent. We want you to, you're going to be an agent for us, but you're going to pretend that you're not. You're going to defect and go to Russia. Go to Russia. He went there. Um, he really didn't get as far as he wanted to. And he contacted his handler saying, hey, you know what? Shit's not going that well here. I need to come back. He defe- He was able to come back. Like, clearly, clear as day, just able to walk right back in. Like, he had no problems. Nobody really gave him a hard time. You know, like, hey, you defected and now you're back. Like, why the hell are you back? Yeah. And they allowed him to bring his wife and his kid. He married his wife and his kid in Russia? His kid was born in Russia and they came back here. Well, yeah, but you said his, well, I thought yeah. his wife was... His wife, no, his wife was from Russia. Okay. So he brought, he was able to bring her and his kid back. Because I thought he said she was learning Russian. No, 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 that was a friend of theirs. Oh, okay. was learning Russian. Oh, okay, I got you. So, so he's able to come back here, like, without really any, you know, any kind of hardship as far as, you know, going through Ooh, different, you know, you know. So he goes through, settles down in Texas. He, you know, is, he, he runs into a guy who works for Bell Helicopters who has CIA connections. He then links back up with his handler from the CIA, who then is telling him all this other shit that's going on. You need to go put him on a mission. Well, yeah. Hey, we got another thing for you to do. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be, you know, in the States. What is it? All right. You're going to go to new Orleans. You're going to meet with these people and you're going to help, uh, do that. You know, you'll, the other more information's coming. Yeah. He goes down to new Orleans, meets with these people, gets on board with what's going on. He gets on board with the plan to assassinate Kennedy. He thinks that he's going to be taking XYZ shots from the book depository. But there's him. There's maybe somebody above him or from another angle. Then there's also two or three two or three people on the ground. Yeah. Because if, say, one of those shots miss and they're going away at a fast pace, there has to be somebody else to do another kill shot. Mm-hmm. You know. So he gets there. His gun is filled with blanks. The one above him is the one doing the actual shooting. Yeah. His shots with the blanks are to confuse everybody that's going on to look at that window. Yeah. So he's shooting his rounds. Boom. 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 But his shit isn't going anywhere because they're blanks. The one above him is now shooting at a higher downward angle to make that first exit exit wound. Yeah. He does the first shot, the one above him. Now people are focused on the book depository because rounds are going off from book there. Book depository. Book depository. Yeah. Book so now that sh- those he's doing his shots. Mm-hmm. Now you have the grassy knoll, and then you have where the other one was supposedly at. I forgot where that one was at. Over like by the overpass or whatever. Mm. Those shots, boom, boom, straight forward. So now those people do their kill shots. Everybody's rushing to the book depository. The guys who were smoking mirrors, man. Yeah. And then the guys who are the ones who are part of the grassy knoll, they yeah. either had suits on or they had like Dallas police uniforms on or state trooper uniforms on yeah. that they were able to flip off their other shit. Yeah. And then they pretend they're the police and they're searching the area. Yeah. Completely throw everybody off. And then they know they told they told uh, Oswald, hey, once this is done, you meet your handler uh, at, the at, at the movie theater in this row. Yeah. He's like, okay, he's going, he's going. He knows that they gave out his fucking description. He kills that Dallas cop. He fucking heads back to where he needs to go. 
he gets busted at the theater. Like, if you just killed the president, why the fuck would you be in a movie theater? <laughs> yeah. You I mean, know. he probably thought it was a crowded place and a good place. No, I would be on my first, I'd find some way out of the city. Yeah. You know, if there's a fucking train, I'd be hopping on a train car, you know. Yeah. Especially you're in Dallas in the 60s. It isn't as built up as it is now. You'd be able to hop on a rail car yeah, and hightail it out and be in the middle of fucking nowhere and be able to get, you know, closer to either Oklahoma or Louisiana or something once you hop on a rail. Yeah. So you, or, or you just get out of Dallas. Yeah. You know, get on a rail that's heading down to Houston or Austin and you at least get out of that immediate area to where then you can make phone calls to people that you know to get you out of the state. Yeah. You know. So I've, you think he was a patsy? Yeah, I feel that he thought he was he had a certain part of the mission mm-hmm. and he was supposed to meet his handler at the movie theater for extraction. Yeah. He was going to meet him, he was going to give him what he needed to get extracted out to get back to either Louisiana to then get out of the country. Yeah. But what happened is that the movie theater was the fall spot. That's where he was supposed to get pinched and that's what happened. Yeah. And then what they started what they did, he gets in there and immediately he's like, shit, I was only the diversion. I was the patsy. I was the one who was supposed to take the fall. I didn't do it. And he starts talking. And what guess what happened? Jack Ruby comes in in the middle of this crazy pandemonium of walking him from the door to a car to go to the jail. They decided not to have any security. And he, they let him get shot. He gets shot. He dies there. Everything he knew is dead. Yeah. And then one by one, all these people who were involved as far as planning out the mission and taking care of the mission are all getting killed. And then all the witnesses who saw and said more than what actually was the main story all died in mysterious accidents or car crashes or everything else. Yeah. And it all just gets slowly, all the boxes are getting checked. I mean, there you go. I mean, it's it's basically... That what is happened? A, that is a fantastic theory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to clarify that that is a theory. I mean, it it's it does cover a lot of bases. Yeah. Another theory is uh, he did it. And he had a magic bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a magic bullet that traveled all over the place. And well, you know, if you lived in in Dallas or in the U.S. in the 1970s, and they told you magic was real, the government told you magic was real, you probably would have believed it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> We're not all that smart, Kyle. <laughs> no, no, we're not. But back then, I don't think we were even we were half as smart as we are now. Oh no. But I mean, it's, I mean, it even goes into like his brother's assassination too, because I was listening to some articles about his, or li- reading some articles and listening to some excerpts about his brother's assassination. Yeah. And that was another one that was weird. Like even in, in JFK's assassination, there were agents called away from Dallas to do other things, which is weird. Like, why would you take agents away like when you need prime agents, like secret service agents were, te- were yeah. taken away to go to do something else. No, I'm when you know like the prime agents, yeah. like, like hardcore, yes, like, like, you know, that, that are you, supposed to be there. Yes. They take them away to assign them to other things during him being there. Yeah. Which is a little weird. And then I think they changed the route, too, that he was supposed to go down. 
Oh yeah, I heard that one. Too. You know, I've so then, but then, so like getting into that, and then going into his brother's assassination, which we we can cover that at a later date. But just the one part that was kind of interesting about it yeah. is that an agent of for Robert Kennedy changed the rounds. Like, hey, let's go through the kitchen. It's a faster way to get through the kitchen in Los yeah. Angeles. So as they're going through the kitchen, they're walking, and a man by name uh, Sirhan Sirhan, who was the one that was arrested for the killing, yeah. uh, fired eight rounds. At, or is it six, six or eight rounds at Robert Kennedy from a revolver? But here's the thing: all the ballistic reenactments and everything that was going on have he was standing in front of him shooting, but there were shots that entered Robert Kennedy from behind, and also entered other people that were behind Kennedy from behind. Yeah. And then do- bullets flew past Robert Kennedy and hit a door that was behind Sirhan Sirhan. So how is it? But the assassination happened in front of him, but the kill shot was to the back of his head. Yeah. And then the best part about it is that the bullets that were recovered at the scene didn't match the gun that Sirhan Sirhan had. But he was the one charged with murder and is still sitting in prison right now. There you go. Crazy stuff, right? Look at this angle right here. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is probably the, the last shot. Um... No, I think the last shot, that's would be lower. Because it'd be lower and on the other side. Yeah. So, yeah, the kill shot is from coming, if you're looking at that picture, yeah. the kill shot's from the coming left. from this way. Looking at them from the left side. Yeah. Yes. And you can clearly see that if you go, actually, if you just go on YouTube and put, like, the JFK assassination video. Mm-hmm. And it's it's completely, it's it's still pixelized, but not as pixelized as it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see, Enhance. you know, the, the impact of it, like, just like, yeah. you know, and then you see the blowback out of his, the back of his head, which, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I shoot guns quite often. I'm looking it up. Video. Is this the one right here? Uh, I think so. You could check that one out. I think that one might show it. I'm gonna find. Sure. Proceed. Proceed. We're gonna have it with no no audio. Oh, we do have audio. So yeah, so here you watch him. He's coming. He's coming. And then once he gets over here, you'll see him. See, so now he holds his throat, and Kennedy, and then he gets shot in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So that one came down. Yeah, from the back. And then he gets shot again. Boom. Boom. So I and mean, Jackie Kennedy's like, "Oh shit, you dropped your." But brains. I mean, but just you could see the way that because he even turns his head. <clears throat> But you look at the reaction from the uh, from the Secret Service. Like he was like, "Okay, so this is in slow motion. There's the shot. Yep. Boom. Watch. Right there. Boom. Yeah. And then after the the first shot had already been fired. The dude behind him. He was in the car behind him. He caught up to the car. He climbed on it and mm-hmm. was trying to help Jake Kennedy yeah. collect the brains. Yeah. 
It's fucking crazy, dude. Like, how fast did he fucking bolt mm-hmm. to catch up? I mean, yeah, he's Secret Service, you know, but... They, at that point, I would have been like, step on it. And the dude caught up, climbed on the back of the car, and he's trying to scoop up brains and like, hey, we're, you know... Yep. Either that or he was trying to protect her because she was his DJ. He could have been like, hey, well, no, he, you guys assigned me. No, he saw the president was shot, so he needed to get up there Yeah. to then jump on the president yeah. and protect the president. Yeah. And this is about who the umbrella man was because there was a man standing around there with an umbrella. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, he, was never, he never would have been allowed to do that while the president was driving by. He was, uh, can we say the word? What? Agency spook. <laughs> I don't want it to get taken out of context. He was a man from the agency. Yeah. One of the agencies that have the three letter agencies. Three letter acronyms? Yes. Yeah. And I'm just going to, on a side note, because we had so much foam from these <laughs> beers, it feels like my pants are soaking wet. Because the foam went straight down. Oh, you probably already peed your pants and you don't even know it. No, I didn't pee, but I can tell that the foam is all over my legs. Oh. I'm just like, this doesn't feel that comfortable. Uh, well, you get the rag right there. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Could have used it when it was spewing all over the place. I don't know why they're so foamy, man. Yeah, that's a little weird that it has that foam. Because they, they've been in the fridge for... Yeah, they've been sitting for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, I could see the one... Or two that we were kind of rolling around. Yeah. But we weren't even, it wasn't like they were And they weren't agitated. even really, they weren't even rolling. They yeah. were just going side to side. It was like, it's not like we were like shaking them up like, yeah, let's yeah. get this one to explode. You know, that reminded me of that episode in The Simpsons where Bart threw the beer can and the fucking paint shaker for Homer. <laughs> the April Fool's one. Yep. It's kind of what that reminded me of, but I don't know. It's weird that they're foamy. That's another conspiracy. Why does beer foam? <laughs> yeah. No, there's definitely a lot of mystery around the JFK assassination, which I'm sure by the time we're like 60, <laughs> the, <laughs> the shit will be out, you know? Right. See, and that's so like I'm just reading about some Secret Service things that they were talking about as far as the conspiracy. Mm. And it says no actions were taken by the agent in right front seat of the presidential limousine to cover the president with his body. But that wasn't. So the president, the he's right there. He's talking about the guy riding yeah. shotgun. But I mean, he was so far; he would have had to have jumped over the governor to get to him, because it was it was yeah. it was well, the, I mean, the agent. Should, I agree. He yeah, should. Oh have. yeah, I know. But I'm like, there was just no, there was no. He had no effort into doing it, and it's primary function of that agent in particular, in the event of emergencies. Yeah. And then the, they have. Uh, the lack of Secret Service protection occurred because Kennedy himself had asked the Secret Service make itself discreet during the Dallas visit. However, Vince Palomara, who interviewed several Secret Service agents assigned to the Kennedy detail, disputes this. Palomara reports that the Secret Service driver, Sam Kinney, told him that requests such as removing the bubble top from the limousine in Dallas, not having his agents positions behind the limousine's rear bumper, and reducing the number of Dallas police motorcycle outriders near the limousine's rear bumper were not made by Kennedy. Look at that. 
Yeah. That's the umbrella man picture. So like somebody else made that made that call. Yeah. And then in this thing, see, what was this? It's called In the Echo from Daily Plaza. Abraham Bolden, the first African-American on the White House Secret Service detail, claimed to have overheard agents say they would not protect Kennedy from would-be assassins. So, and then questions regarding the forthrightness of Secret Service increased in 1990s when Assassination Records Review Board, which was created when Congress passed the JFK Records Act, requested access to Secret Service records. The review board was told by the Secret Service that in January 1995, in violation of the JFK Records Act, the Secret Service destroyed protective survey reports that covered JFK's trips from September 24th through November 8th, 1963. So they were covering up shit about his protection right off the get-go. Yeah. I mean, and you got Cuban exiles that are involved in, in a conspiracy, organized crime that was involved... Lyndon B. Johnson, because Lyndon B. Johnson didn't like some of the policies that Kennedy had, and he wanted to get involved in Vietnam, and then he ends up getting in Vietnam, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah. Uh, the George W. Bush part, or George H. W. Bush, was involved in the, or his theory is it as an assassination, as an operative there. So, because, I mean, he lived in Texas, and he had you know, Texas, he was an oil guy, so he had stakes in that. I mean, then he had the Cuban government was part, you know, a conspiracy with them, Soviet government, um, just tons of different, dude, it's it's all over. Federal Reserve, the Israeli government. See, what? Yeah. Holy shit. Because they had, a, they had him as a, his opposition to a Israeli nuclear program that, you know, the, because... Israel wanted to be a nuclear power and he was opposed to it. So there was a conspiracy theory that the CIA in collaboration with the mob made contacts with Mossad, the Israeli version of the CIA to then do this hit. So it's all plausible. That's a, that's another one. And you got, dude, there's so many, I mean, you can cover this for days and days and days. Uh, yeah. The Soviet Secret Service, the military-industrial complex, just the military itself, special forces operatives would want to be part of this. Um, the shadow government conspiracy, like the Rockefeller Group and the Bilderbergers and all them, would want to be, get rid of him because who's Bilderbergers? The Bilderbergers, yeah, and then building <laughs> burgers, uh, the CIA, and then you know it's there's so many different things, dude. Yeah, but ultimately, I think. Uh, he was killed by our government in connection with several of these groups, yeah. you know, and it was yeah, it was a way to get him out of office and put a good old boy, which was Lyndon B. Johnson into power to then get into Vietnam and keep the machine going. Man. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, uh. It's a lot to digest. It is. And, the, I mean, you can keep going down rabbit holes with this. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we can keep going for days on days if I you mean, wanted to, man. You got the book depository. You got the grassy knoll. You got the umbrella, man. Mm-hmm. You got the overpass. You don't even know if there was people involved in the hospital. Yep. 
Like if it was like he 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 made it, you know, we weren't able to get him because yeah, he's there's breath- nobody waiting. For he's him. breathing in the hospital, or he's breathing on his way to the hospital. Yeah. How do you know nobody like just killed him on the way, or killed him once he got there? Like fucking put something else in him, or just fucking put your hand over his mouth, or rip the I mean, wall, rip the rest of his brain out, and just fucking really get the rest of it going. Well, I mean, even if he survived that fucking headshot, which I doubt he did, I think it was just like a late body reaction. Yeah. I mean, they had I'm whoever had that planned probably had all their bases covered. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And the fact that there was nobody waiting for them, even though they're rushing to the hospital, that's kind of messed up. It's yeah. like, dude, we got the president on the way. I don't know if they were like in shock, but I mean, they might have been. They're like, like, holy shit, we have to do this. Yeah. And just like everybody kind of like, uh, and then they fucking ran in. Yeah. But still, it's pretty, pretty bananas, dude. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. And actually, the second one is better than the first one of these uh, <laughs> two-hearted IPAs. There's less foam in this one, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> two-hearted IPA for all you listeners. The American IPA. So, I would say in conclusion to this conspiracy theory yes, that we're doing. Yes, let's conclude. What what are your? Uh, I think we can both agree that it was more than just Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I I agree with you. I think he was a patsy. I don't know if there was a guy above him. I believe he might have been able to get one shot off. Mm-hmm. He might have done the uh, the neck clavicle one, the first one, and once he attracted all the attention, the other, you know, the groundsmen, let's mm-hmm. say. We're able to get their kill shots. Yeah. But, yeah, leave Harvey Oswald. I, I think he was definitely involved. And he was like, I don't, I'm not going down alone, fuckers. You yeah. Know? And he was trying. He was going to squeal. and. Oh, yeah. They, were gonna, they made they, sure he didn't squeal. They were going to put the cables on him, and they made sure that shit didn't happen. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Oh, I know. I like it. So, yeah. so we're going to get back to our routine of taking a shot at the end of this because we didn't do it the other day no we didn't so we'll do that again and coming up after this episode we're going to touch on celebrity secret societies we got you know the illuminati the red shoe society a couple of those other like blood cults and everything else that's going on with uh hollywood and people living forever and you know, looking at people from out history look very reminiscent to people who are here today oh, yeah. and how they live forever. So we'll dive into that a little I'm, bit. I'm I'm anxious to dive into that one because when I found out about all that stuff, I was like... The Red Shoe Society is a real creeper. Yeah, it is. Like, that the, one gets the, me. The thing that gets me is that there's actually pictures of yes. them wearing the red shoes. Yeah. And you could tell... you. You can tail. You could tail. You Sorry, can tail that them red shoes. All this are... Dallas talk got that good old boy talking in me. Hey, you know what I'm saying, man? You, you, you can tail. I mean, I'm just saying, you can tail. Um, but yeah, like you could see the pictures, and they're all wearing the red shoes, and you, it, they look like they're made from the inside of skin. Yep. Which is pretty messed up. Yeah, it is pretty um, fucked up how nasty those look too. The Illuminati one is another topic that it's like, I mean, just look at the dollar bill, dude. Oh, yeah. And, but I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, I mean, there's a lot of imagery out there, too. And uh, um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about this later on, but uh, there is a really book, a really good book I read about 
you know the history of the universe and they touch on those topics mm-hmm. but for now let's uh close this episode with a little shot yes and uh we hope you guys enjoyed this this is part two the shot glasses yes part <laughs> part two of our little mini series so yes. we hope to keep it going and come up with some other you know mini series throughout yes so but with this one we'll come to an end with a nice shot we uh decided to do a little smirnoff and see how this goes down also you know if you guys have any topics you'd like us to talk about we'd be more than happy to research them and dive in and uh please our listeners yeah you can get us on facebook instagram youtube uh spotify podbean Podcast. Uh, pod something uh, iHeartRadio iHeartRadio what's the other one well be sure to follow us on Facebook yeah. for sure yes get Instagram. us on Facebook and Instagram and that way we can keep going and you know we keep getting listeners we, we up our our listening areas a little bit over the past couple of days and we want to keep that going yes so we can't do it without you guys I mean if we're if we're not you guys we're just two dudes just sitting here talking shit drinking beer with nobody to hear us so yeah that's what we're here for so what are we cheers into? JFK? Uh, uh, uh. I'm not talking. I'm uh. not saying cheers to his assassination. Ooh, yeah. Say cheers to his life. Uh, Let's say cheers to his life. Sure. To his legacy? Here. His legacy. Cheers to his legacy and banging Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Cheers. There is that shot of Jeff Kennedy from the back, though. Man. But good night, everybody. Good night.